Mad Todd's 93.1 Jams, Black History Month Community and Cultural Awareness. Today, sitting down with a really exciting guy, Mark Shaw Evans, owner of the Blast Muay Thai. Fam, how you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing excellent. You've been doing the competitive fighting and training for a long time now, and I'm excited to see that you own a gym now and and this is your career path. What's going on at the Blast Movie Tie? A lot of punching and kicking, <laughs> not to be too cheesy, but um, no, we we try to have a good time while learning this what I what I call a very beautiful art form. I think all martial arts are cool. I love learning a lot of different things, but for me, Muay Thai is is the home. It's the artist eight limbs where you can punch kick elbow knee it's it looks brutal but there's such a beautiful rhythm to it a beautiful science to it how you turn how you move if you move your hips too far this way you can't come back around and do the next technique the way you want to like you had initially said at one point you know it's getting to know yourself yeah that's the that's the beauty of this journey after about a year you start the frustration dies down and you really get to understand how the technique works and I tell people it's at that moment where now this is your Muay Thai. This is where you get to control it, where, which you get to develop. And the way it connects with your life is insane. The way you have to mentally overcome everything to learn a technique, to focus, is the same things you got to do in life every day. I, I hone in so much on the mind frame here and, and psychology of dealing with life. My students love being here. They love applying it to their everyday life. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. So what's an average day in the gym like at The Blast? Like, what do you guys start with and end with? So I have a uh, full warm up. It takes about 10 to 12 minutes, usually on an average. Um, if if they don't do it, that's a thousand burpees. So <laughs> I don't, uh, the classes start at six o'clock. I have a 6 a.m. class and a 6 p.m. class. They run for 90 minutes. They, they show up by six. They start warming up, stretching by 6.30. Everybody's got a already pretty, their heart rate's up a little bit. We salute in and we, we're learning a new technique. They learn that technique. They rep it out with each other and then put on some pads and then we go to work. For 60 straight minutes, you're hitting, kicking, defending, doing something. And when you're done, you're drenched in sweat. And you feel a little more relaxed and less stressed because you got to beat up something. You really start to connect with the art. For me, that's the, the dopest thing about it. Now, for for some of your students that have been there for longer periods of time, uh, and as well as yourself, you've entered into competitive training, competitive fighting. I see an impressive array of belts behind you. How are those earned? Different promotions have different rules set for different titles. So if for the TBAs, it's the Thai Boxing Association. They have the biggest Muay Thai tournament in North America. Before COVID, the last tournament had a little over 900 fighters there. Wow. So you got four rings going the whole time. Most of those belts are from the tournament. Some of them are from me coaching and being the owner. Some of them are pre me. And then a lot of the fighters have their own, keep their own belts. They don't, they don't have them at the gym. Then you have other promotions that'll do other fights and then they have their own titles. And we won some of those in MMA and Muay Thai kickboxing. All my fighters are still students. They don't, they don't just train to fight. They're showing up to classes. They're working classes. They're learning this art form. The time you get to showcase everything you've been working. On. I, I compare it to if you learn how to use a handgun at the range for self-defense, you're, you're using that handgun at a stationary target under perfect conditions. Great. You know how to do that. Now you want to take your training to the next level. You start shooting at moving targets. That's sparring. That's when they, they, they may not want to fight yet, but they want to spar. So now that's sparring. They're moving. They're starting to learn, do their techniques against moving target. Fighting would be you got 
someone coming at you and <laughs> moving targets and you're dealing with, you're just under duress. That is fighting. It's, it's the greatest thing I've ever felt um, personally myself ever. It's, there's no, there's absolutely no high liking. I have two kids, so maybe seeing them come out, that's about the only two things that I can compare with that. Man, it's insane the feeling you get. Win or lose, you you shared something and you found something out about yourself that is like, wow, I could really do this. If I could do this, what else can I do in my life? What else can I conquer? What else can I overcome? Am I, I wanted to go to school. Well, I can't go to school. I wanted to get a new job. Whatever the case may be, you with or without fighting, this art form transforms you. And then fighting is like the cherry on top. If you compete, that's that's a whole nother level. Even if it's just one amateur bout, that's the cherry on top. And it's like, yes, I did it. I, I did this. I can. How many people could say that? How many people could say they got in a ring Not and many. fought somebody else? So it's it's a different feeling. I don't know if it'd be like the running the Boston Marathon or something, or you know, it's those special moments. Now you've also been able to transform this into a family business, which I think yes. is amazing and beautiful because you're doing something not only to stay connected with your family and with your daughter specifically, but you're passing mm-hmm. this knowledge and experience right along, which is building character for the future. Uh, character and hopefully wealth. Um, the one thing that I know we struggle in Black community is, is wealth, passing on wealth, passing mm-hmm. on a legacy. For me, running my own business has been something I've been doing for a little over a decade. Being able to have something that I know 100%, this is what I truly love to do more than anything else. And being able to pass that on to my children. Right now, my daughter is um, my kid's instructor. She's a fighter. She's a student. I don't know if she'll want to own the gym one day. She she wants to do modeling and all this other stuff. But it's teaching her how to work hard. It's teaching her how to budget her money because she's getting paid just like any other employee. Like I'm able to groom her and help her in life. Plus, she's teaching young men. This is also empowering her to be a powerful woman. And I love that. And then when she's teaching girls, girls are seeing another. Yeah, it's 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 dope. And I, I'm I'm harsh. I'm a hard on my daughter, but she I'm like, you know, I can I could chill and you know, you don't have to do this and you don't have to do that. And she's like, no, this is what I wanted. Like she won't let me loosen up. She's your daughter, bro. And yeah, and got uh, unmatched determination, you know, in, in everything you do. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I can't my son is 10. He's starting to get to the point where the grooming is really kicking in and like really trying to get him prepared for the next stage in life. So it's a beautiful thing. I'm pretty sure my son is going to end up loving it more than my daughter, at least the, the fighting side. He's He's got that in him already. Your daughter seems to love it, though, and she does an amazing uh, job. All of the benefits that, that you see stated the, the the training and the self-discipline that comes from just Muay Thai itself, in addition to everything that you're giving her, like it's setting her on a path that is entirely different from everyone else in her generation. And, and I would say like class. Yeah, no, she said uh, that that used to be a thing she would uh, say if I was having a conversation with her in front of, you know, other fighters, we have these big team training sessions. And if I'm talking to her plainly, she's like, you know, what other 16 year old daughter getting or kid is getting these speeches and, and, you know, always getting motivated. I'm like, not enough. You know, that's that's my mind frame. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to push you to realize how great you can be. If you tell me you want to do something. 
I'm going to hold you accountable for that. So if you want to be a, a social media influencer, well, cool. What are you doing about that? And I'm going to hold you accountable for it. And when you're not doing what is necessary to make your own dreams happen, I'm going to call you on that. If you don't like what I say, then tell me you're not serious about it or get to work and do what you're supposed to be doing. And so for me, that's a big deal. I'd rather, I'd rather her get frustrated now and again now and be able to go on vacations when she's 25 and 30 mm-hmm. and living her life instead of, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm just letting her do average and she's she may not enjoy that life until she's 50 or 60. I'm four, I'm going to be 41 this year. I, I love what I do and I work hard every day, but I also don't, I have to grind every day to make, to make sure, that, yeah, to make it happen where if I would have done it sooner, I would, I, who knows? So You may not be working as hard now. Exactly. So I just, I'm trying to empower her that way as well. I think you're doing a great job, Mark. Oh man, thank you. There, there's a common misconception with most martial arts from the general public. A lot of people think that you come to these type of classes to learn to fight. And I think that your story and, and your gym uh, really exemplifies like that that's not the case. Like when, when you get new students coming in, do you see that type of misconception when they come through the door? Yes, especially if they're coming in when fighters are training. The one thing that I let them know, and I think what I imagine eases a lot of people's minds, a lot of times they can't point out the fighters. You know, fighters have the stigma, oh, they must look like this and they must look like that. But, you know, I have people who compete that also work at Epic. And that's not saying Epic people can't, you know, be fighters, but you also wouldn't look at them and say they're fighters. And I have a lot of female fighters too. Everybody, the moment someone comes in here, people start talking to them, asking what their name, you know, asking their name. And my students teach somebody new the stretches in the warm-up. I, I haven't had to do that since I created it and since I put it up there. They they teach each other. I run this gym like it's a family. It's not just myself and my personal family. No, everybody, we're, we're family. If someone's moving, we usually help them move if they need help. If, if someone's going to the military, you know, if they're moving for school, work, whatever the case is, and they're not going to be in this town anymore, you know, we send them off. What do you want to do? You want to have a game night? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? We do that. And if someone's graduating high school and going off to college, we do something nice for them too. It's it's a family. And whenever they come back into town, they come back here, they they spend a day here, or they at least do a class and, and they have fun. And it's like they never left. They just become a bigger extension of the family and the family continues to grow. It's for me, that means more than anything, knowing that we're able to provide that atmosphere here. If I have no fighters, I'll be happy. So it's it's not, it's never been everything to me, not the fighting aspect of it. If someone wanted to come and check out your family or even maybe sign up for a class, how can the Blast Movie Tie be found? Where are you located? Oh, we're at 703 Post Road, Madison, Wisconsin. We're right off Fish Hatchery. Nice little uh, warehouse spot. Man, we get it going pretty uh, hardcore in here. Loud, loud hip hop, Latin, rock music, and then a whole lot of smacking of pads. That's usually how it goes. Nice. So you guys got a website? www.theblastma.com. 93.1 Jams, Black History Month community and cultural awareness. I'm having a great conversation with my good friend, Shaw, a.k.a. Mark Evans, owner of the Blast Muay Thai. The cultural end of the conversation today, I, th- I think, is really synergistic. I'm excited about this. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Man. Muhammad Ali. Yes, yes, sir. Um, I am America. I am the part you won't recognize, but get used to me. Black, confident, cocky. My name, not yours. My religion, not yours. My goals, my own. Get used to me, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, for me, was power and unadulterated confidence. 
when, you know, 41 or soon to be 41, Mike Tyson was the big, the big man that everybody, you know, watched. And I, I like Mike Tyson, but watching, watching Ali fight is amazing. I could watch, I could watch him fight all day long. The way he moves, he, the way he transcended fighting. And I don't mean just boxing. I mean, fighting. He influenced one of the greatest kickboxers of all time other great MMA fighters, other boxers. His style is so effective now, the way he could distract people, the way he would shuffle his feet. He created amazing skill sets that are still being used over 60 years later. Mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing. Across the board in combat sports. And I say all that, and that was... That was literally the smallest part about him because of the way he the way he held his head up high for the civil rights movement for African Americans across the he sacrificed everything when nobody else would have made I don't know I don't know how many people would have sacrificed that he sacrificed his titles money possible freedom to to buck against a system and he, he didn't just stop right there he just kept doing more and more and more and more and more and never let money be the driving fact about it he was all about black power and why should i go fight other people in another end of the world when they're they're not hurting me they're not affecting me he he wrote so many dope poems and and I listen to a lot of motiv motivational videos with Ali and a lot of things he says. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor hungry people in the mud for big, powerful America and shoot them for what? They never call me up. They never lynch me. They never put no dogs on me. They didn't rob me of my nationality, rape and kill my mother and father. Shoot them for what? How can I shoot them poor people? Just take me to jail. That was his response to the U.S. government when they threatened to put him in jail because he wouldn't enter the draft. It cost him his titles. It cost him four years of his of his uh, career. It, he was broke. He was literally broke wow. and still not. And, and they were threatening prison like he was on house arrest at any moment. He could have went to jail. And oh, man, it's it's he got asked a question. What would you like people to think of when you're gone? <laughs> his response is insane to me. He took a few cups of love. He took one tablespoon of patience, one teaspoon of generosity, one pint of kindness. He took one quart of laughter, one pinch of, one pinch of concern, and then he mixed willingness and happiness. He added lots of faith and he stirred it up well. Then he spread it over a span of a lifetime and he served it to each and every deserving person he met. And he, he literally lived his life like that. There's not one person that says outside of anybody that's boxed against them, anything bad about this man. This man, ugh. Him and Kobe Bryant, him and Kobe Bryant, and they're they're just sports figures. But what they meant to the world, and what Al Muhammad Ali meant to the world, was crazy. And then one of his daughters, he's got he's got many kids, but one of his daughters becoming the female boxing chair. All I can think about with my daughter is like, man, we're about to get it. I may not have been as good as Ali. I taught my daughter how to Ali shuffle, and she does it off a jab. That's how much this man influences me. She literally does the Ali shuffle right into a jab. She'll she'll go righty jab, Ali shuffle, and switch the lefty and jab the other way. And it's like, that's how much this man influenced me. It's like insane. He was regarded as one of the greatest athletes of, of the 20th century. Yes. A boxer, a, a philanthropist, a social activist. Uh, he was an Olympic gold medalist in the 60s, 1960, and, and a heavyweight uh, boxing champion in, in 64. Like You say that, that, could you imagine, could you imagine that that's your whole career? That's a great career right there. That's a great career, but there's more. There's, there's more. There's so much more of them. And it's, it's, 
he only lost five fights in his entire career. He fought and, 61 rounds, uh, 61 fights, 156 of them, 37 of them by knockout. What he was able to create was such a snap of velocity on his punches. It was om- almost think about Bruce Lee in the one inch punch. He was able to snap so fast and so hard and fluster people that he was beating people bigger than he was, stronger than he was. Him beating George Foreman, taking all those shots, George Foreman, like still to this day, he would say he doesn't know how he stood. He doesn't know how he took those punches. He took all of George Foreman's punches and then beat him. The way he could play mind tricks with people, he was such a charismatic person that it would fluster everyone. It would fluster the Sonny Liston fight. That's why like he flustered him so much and he made him fight with so much anger it slowed him down. He, he ran out of gas. It was, oh man. The amazing. minute he switched to fighting with anger, the fight was over. Yeah, exactly, man. This He changed the direction of, of fighting in, in the match. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Walked with Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. He stood up for his own religion when he converted to Islam. He, the willingness to go to prison and sacrifice, sacrifice everything his family, his, his wealth, his, his career, and, and to sacrifice it all for his own beliefs. And his whole belief was equality, something we're still fighting for now. For someone to be, to be willing to sacrifice that, how could you not be in awe and in, inspired? And this is coming from someone who coaches fighters where I love, I love the science of, sci- of fighting and there's nobody better than Muhammad Ali, but that's not what motivates me. It's, am I, do, am I, I wake up, and, and I literally think, did I do enough to help someone yesterday? It's, it's from someone like Ali. It's like, I can't be driven by material things. I have to stay focused on my mission. What, what, am, I, what am I trying to do? And Ali, Ali taught me that. Like he literally, he influenced that. He influenced that greatly to how many people really make those kind of sacrifices? Not many, especially and, in And... And they say fighters are dumb. Huh. Mark Shaw Evans, uh, the Blast Movie tie. I really think that Muhammad Ali brings this full circle with you. I mean, I want to end on a quote from Muhammad Ali. He said he hated every minute of training, but don't quit now. Suffer and live the rest of your life as a champion. And and you said that 15 minutes ago about your daughter and how you train her and how you run your gym. I I, I salute you. Thank you. I, man, that's how I know it's been a, a blessed year because I am way more emotional these days. I, um, I, you know, I try to, I try to say what I mean and mean what I say. So when, when I say Ali greatly influenced me, I, I mean it. It's something that runs, runs deep is I could do a million other things to help people, but this is where I'm, I feel at home at. When I take someone to seek death, literally this, this, this is a quote I use, seek death. This is a blast, honey. So like, this is this is my quote. This is seek death means you come in here, and it doesn't matter how your day went. You will train. You will suffer. You will push yourself to the brink because you're seeking death. So when you walk out of here, you're a different person. And if you come in here once a week, then you're doing it once a week. If you're doing it seven days a week, then you're growing. It's I push them mentally and physically to the brink. If you have no confidence, well, we're fixing that. If you have a lot of confidence, well, then we're just going to add more on top of it. And, and we're just trying to keep keep pushing forward. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist, but I understand people. 
in my mind, it's, it's, this is how you push yourself. This is how you discover who you are. There's some primal things about us that are still there and, and hunting, 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 and, and, you know, just being physical, physical period, Phys- anything physical will always be in our DNA. So I don't, you don't have to do Muay Thai, man. Like, I don't care. I, just do, do something, box, martial arts, do something. I boxed. I started out boxing. So I, I trust me, I love boxing. I started out when I was 19 boxing. So I love boxing. Uh, Shaw, I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and giving me some of your time. For Madtown, if they want to connect with the Blast Muay Thai one more time, uh, phone number is 608-620-4744, theblastma.com. And then social media, Instagram and Facebook, all that is the Blast Muay Thai Kickboxing. So yeah, you get to see some of our students highlight clips and things of that nature and just us being silly. We're an interesting bunch, that's for sure. That's what family is about. And I highly encourage Madtown to get out here and and check in with The Blast. It's a family-owned business here in Madison, and and they're doing beautiful things. They're not just training people how to do Muay Thai martial arts. It's about self-reflection, finding yourself, becoming a a stand-up member of your family and in the community. It's it's beautiful. Thank you, Mark. Oh man, thank you, Fusion. You're the you're the man, brother. You're the man. And 931 Jams Black History Month community and cultural awareness. Please go to madtownjams.com slash BHM for Black History Month. We have a beautiful podcast that's up there where you can get all of these interviews and community and cultural awareness connections first, as well as watch some of these interviews on video and just learn about many great local black owned businesses in our Madison area and celebrate some black culture and history that you may not have learned in school. <laughs>